This is Dollars and Sensibility with Tom Stone. And we're gonna talk about what you really want. And at the end of the day, how to get what you really want is to understand money. Guild Mortgage, NMLS number 3274, Tom Stone, NMLS number 257849. The information contained in these podcasts are for educational purposes only and do not necessarily express the opinions of Guild Mortgage. So today the question is, is now the time to start a business? Well, that's a pretty good question. You know, we're going into a recession. We have some variables out there and my good friend, and my own personal social media person, Elizabeth Stone, and my daughter-in-law has joined me today. Elizabeth, welcome. Thank you, I'm excited to be here. So Elizabeth, let's just have a conversation about this. Let's just chat. Uh, We might have some questions back and forth, but tell us about your business. So what it is, how you started it, and then maybe your two cents on whether this is a good time. Yeah, that's, yeah, great questions. Um, So I started my business uh, in 2020. Um, Great time, by the way. Yeah, beginning of 2020, right before the world shut down. Hmm. Um, So a couple interesting things about my business. So I started a marketing agency, um, focused mostly on social media, like Tom. It was an interesting thing to start because everyone always asked me, why did you start it? did you go to college for this? Like, how did you get into it? And my answer is no, I didn't go to college for this at all. You did go to college though. I did go to college. Yeah. I went, I got a bachelor's degree in family sciences, family sciences. I mean, I just, I wanted to to get a degree. That was my goal, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to get done as quickly as I could. And that was my route. And I did so. And I, but I was still super into like advertising, marketing, Social media marketing, all that. So you thought in in university or college experience, hey, maybe I should go into advertising. Maybe I should. Did that cross your mind? Um, Yes, it did cross my mind. And I I took a lot of advertising classes and really enjoyed them. But I just felt like I learned everything I needed to on these intro classes. Like I was like, I can figure this out on my own. Hmm. I don't need to do two more years of school to be able to succeed in this. So it was kind of always in the back of my mind. Um, I've graduated very quickly. Um, my priority at the time was having a kid. Mm -hmm. So I had my daughter, I found out I was pregnant the finals week of my senior year. Like it just timed out perfectly and I had her, but you know, after having her, I just felt like I wanted to do something. I wanted to start my own business and without having really any true experience, I started this marketing agency and kind of faked it till I made it kind of a thing. Well, so I, I, I was there. You you sat at our kitchen table yeah. with your husband, my son, Tate, and said, hey, guys, I have an idea. I was like, okay, what is it? And then you said, I want to do a social media marketing business. And I in my mind, I thought, and so does everybody else. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, the amount of emails I get every week that say, hey, Mr. Stone, and it's always usually from an international situation, so the right. English is off a little bit, so I can tell that way. But And, and not only abroad, but nationally. Hey, I see this website. I can I can be the right person for you to help you expand your yes. business. I get two yeah. or three of those a week. So I thought about that when you said, "Hey, I'm going to start my own social media business." And I thought, "Oh man, this is one saturated market." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember but it didn't deter you. No, and I remember you being supportive, but also like asking those kind of questions, which be you careful. should. Yeah, and I just thought, yeah, I'm going to do it differently. And so how I started without any experience—that's always a question I get—is I just went like above and beyond to get my first few clients because Mm -hmm. I didn't have any experience. So what I did was I called in like, so 
a local restaurant, Midway Mercantile was my first client. And I remember I called in to the, just the restaurant, the hostess answered. And I just kind of asked, Hey, one of the owners typically there (laughs) and she let me know. And I showed up when they were there. I mean, I don't even think they were open. I like came in through the back door. Like I was so nervous (laughs) and I go in and I have this like booklet that I've created like custom for them. You went and had it printed, right? Yes. I had it printed. It was like, it was like a magazine, like Mm -hmm. color, like really beautiful. And I just came in and, um, gave it to them. And they're like, uh, we weren't expecting you. Like it was kind of, and I brought like a plate of cookies. Like, honestly, like it was just kind of funny how I was just like, I really want to work with you. And they were like, uh, okay. And they ended up looking at the booklet and being like, wow, this looks really professional. But did they say they already had somebody? Yes. They were like, we already have someone, but whatever. And I was like, okay, maybe it won't work out. And they ended up calling me. I went to like meet with the three owners and they were very skeptical. Um, they weren't unkind. They were very kind, but they were just like, yeah, I don't, I don't think this is really what we're looking for, but they're like, you know what? Give it a month. You know, we'll do it for a month. And I, mm-hmm. I was, I had zero experience. So I was like, I'll do it for free for a month, mm-hmm. like no payment. And they're like, okay, like, why are they <laughs> going to say no to that? And I just put my heart and soul into it and did a really good job. And like I said, I started this beginning of 2020. So about a month into it, after doing the free trial, they liked the work. They paid for, I think, a couple months. I can't remember exactly, but they paid for a little bit more uh, work. And um, then the world shut down. And especially they, for restaurants. Especially for restaurants. In fact, 100%. 100%. You can't be open. And he's out of business. Yeah, he's out of business. And they were like, okay, this is really depressing. I remember we went there for dinner like the night before it closed and everyone was just so depressed and it was Mm -hmm. like trying to figure out what to do. And then we, um, they were like, you know what? We got to just sell everything in the kitchen. Just try to get this fresh food out. Let's just be, stay open for takeout for the weekend. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, we'll just market that like crazy. We'll let everyone know. And they sold out really quickly and they're like, Hmm, okay, well maybe we'll just stay open during the weekends and just try to get a little bit of money here through takeout. And they sold out every weekend. And so, so we had to get creative because we couldn't really be in the restaurant together. So I would have John, the owner, the chef, make food from home and film it and be like, hey, we can't re- cook at the restaurant, but here's what we're doing at home. Here's some new things I'm trying. Hey, we're still open for on the weekends. Do some takeout. And this restaurant is kind of high end. So mm-hmm. getting takeout on a very expensive restaurant is... I don't know. I don't personally doesn't do fit. that. No, doesn't fit. it doesn't fit. You would, you, when you want to go to a nice restaurant, you go for the ambiance. The experience. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't go just for the food to get yep. it and take out and eat it on your kitchen table. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of surprising that these messages were getting out to the point that they were still selling quite a bit and it ended up being worth it for them to stay open all week mm. and do takeout only for you know a couple months until Restaurants were allowed to open up again, you know, with restrictions. Mm -hmm. But through that, it was really, really satisfying because, first of all, I had to test my skills Mm -hmm. and my – I could have easily quit at that point because they were like, "Eh, I don't know about this. And they were like my one of two clients or something like that, very small. I could have just been like, oh, you know what? The pandemic hit. This is not the right timing, obviously. But we just decided to pivot, and I could see how much it really works if you put – like those creative ideas into social media. And so from there, I. Hold on a second. I've got to, I've got to put this little piece out there. Yeah. 
a statement that I will say, have said multiple times. In fact, I've told my wife when I die, I want it on my tombstone. It's my mm-hmm. epitaph. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. It's not what you do, it's how you do it. Mm-hmm. The amount of time that I've heard someone say, I've tried that. I've done that. I did that and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then someone comes along with a little nuance and says it just a little bit differently and all of a sudden it goes kaboom. Yeah. And I and I would suggest that you have that. And that's the oh, difference because, well, well, here we are with, with a, a most saturated market at yeah. the worst time ever to get into it. Oh, yeah. Just terrible. Now the, <laughs> and the fact is that you literally, first of all, walked in the door unannounced. Most, yeah. most people won't do that, by the way. No, it was scary. <laughs> and and then the, the glossy with some cookies. Yeah. They might say, oh, they're going to think I'm, I don't know, cheesy. Or they're going to think, you, you're right. bringing cookies like, to a master chef. Come on now. Yeah, right. You know, right. What, what were you thinking? I know. Kind of looking back, I'm like, oh, maybe that was weird. But it worked. <laughs> I just showed that I cared, you know, cared enough to yeah. more than just send an email like you get 100 a week. Well, it's not what you did. It's how you did it. Mm-hmm. And then in yeah. your messaging, it's not what you say. It's how you say it. It's true. And so you can message things. You can sh- portray things. And that's social media. That's the magic of social media. You know, the A-B testing back and forth. Yeah. So I just I think it's important to understand that. The, what you have figured out in my experience uh, doing my own social media and stuff is that what are we trying to say and do we message and, and say the personality of the person in a way that someone will want to hear it and receive it? Yeah, that's a huge thing, especially with social media is like, obviously almost everyone's on social media, but everyone needs to be understood in a different way. And so depending on the brand, depending on the market, you have to talk to them like how they want to be talked to. So I've had to learn how to like, shapeshift almost like mm-hmm. take on different personalities depending on what account I'm on. Um, and also in sales and like trying to grow my business, it depends on who I'm talking to, but I will pitch it differently. Mm-hmm. It's the same stuff. It's just said differently. Like you just said. Um, so Midway Mercantile, this restaurant, that was our first client. Like after that point was sold, they sung my praises. They mm-hmm. were like, I can actually see how this works. I went works. to dinner just the other, a couple weeks ago. And of course he comes over and he's so gracious. He's, he's so he, gracious. He's so fantastic. He's so nice. But yeah. he just has to make a point how much he loves you and how much I he know, loves he's you. So nice. He's just like, she is the best. And of course he's very gracious, but I think he's also sincere. He's, he's sincere. He's a really good guy. And I think he's seen that, you know, when we post about a special, it sells out same night. Like he's, he can see the direct correlation and it's just because um, well, they're great to work with and it's been wonderful, but now, there's another piece I want to throw out here. Yeah. So you don't just say, Hey, randomly, there's a business I'm going to try and get them. You actually look yeah. for a business that you like, yeah. that you believe in, yeah. that you think could make it to the next level. Right. Absolutely. So you saw that you're like, you know, there's certain things I really like and there's certain things that I see and feel. And I want to promote those people because my heart and passion will be in it. Yes, right? exactly. So you even got a phone call just yesterday about, you know, a political yeah. option. You know, hey, do you want to do – and she's like, nah, no, that's, that's not my thing. That's not my <laughs> no, thing. No, I have to be personally passionate about it. Yep. I I turn away people that I think would be great clients mm-hmm. all the time because I'm like, mm, I'm not cheap. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I'm getting value to you. Mm-hmm. And I have to be personally, like, passionate about it. And I've had to narrow down really specifically about what kind of clients I take on recently because I want to make sure that always happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but from doing Midway Mercantile and getting that confidence and kind of saying, okay, I can make this work. Like this is, this yep. is good. Um, 
I was able to kind of show their portfolio to other people and get new clients. And that mm-hmm. was how I got experience initially. And then you so, got the testimonial-ish basically from right. them. Yeah, I got a testimonial. I have, he's referred me multiple times to people. Um, that's the best way to grow is word of mouth, of course. But um, I, want, I want you to explain too the other piece that you've done to get business. And that is you look basically in, I'm going to call it the one ads. That's an old mm-hmm. fashioned way to say yep. it. But tell us that piece. That's that's very unique and I think cool. Zach. Tell, tell us how you've yeah. acquired some clients that way. So, you know, acquiring clients is not easy. Um, even if I go in with a plate of cookies and a booklet, a lot of times people <laughs> are like, uh, whatever, we've tried social media, didn't work. Or mm-hmm. like you just said, or, you know, we already got someone. I'm like, yeah, but they're not doing that great of a job. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard to convince people. And yep. I don't want to do much convincing, honestly. Especially if it's one, two, three thousand dollars. They're like, dang, that's or a lot more. of money. Right. Or yeah. more. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot of money for people. So for their small businesses. Um, so what I started to do was I started to just kind of get on Indeed or Google Jobs or like any of those kind of sites where they have job listings. And I would just search for uh, job listings for social media manager or marketing managers. Mm-hmm. And I would reach out and I'd be like, hey, I know this. I'm not really what you're looking for, but I have a better deal for you. <laughs> I'm like, you can hire me and my team and you can save money here. You know, Because they don't have to have an employee. They don't have employee pay the benefits. benefits. Pay the benefits yeah. um, we come fully, like when you pay for our team, you pay for all of us. So including content creation and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's all included in the price rather than like paying an employee and then having to pay for a photographer, mm-hmm. pay for shoots, pay for all that. And that's how we've gotten our biggest clients because these are people that, businesses are already looking to pay someone mm-hmm. a full, you know, and I can come in and undercut it just slightly. Mm-hmm. And they're like, sweet. And so that's it's how we cheaper got for them. And in a sense, they just hired a whole team. Yes. And for us, we have our systems down, nailed down so well that it's not too much more work. How big is your team, on. by the way? So I have three girls that work with so me. So it's four total. There's four of us. And then Tate, my husband also helps. He does the back end with contracts and he all does the- contracts, invoicing kind of helps me with creative planning, mm-hmm. um, growth, scaling kind of stuff. Um, I'm more of the creative director at this point. And then I have a graphic designer, a social media assistant who does all of like the posting, commenting, all that mm-hmm. stuff that I don't have time for anymore. And then I have an assistant that like helps me plan all the content, um, helps me plan shoots, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, so for those of us like me who just, I don't want to say I don't like social media. I just, I don't have an interest. Yeah. It doesn't really interest me to go on there and, and interact and stuff. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I just, I don't have an interest. Yeah. You're me on there. Yeah. Right. As far as you're not, you're not uh, saying things on behalf of me that are personal, no. but you just respond and make sure. In your that voice. If, yeah. And yeah. And, and, and so I love voice. that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So that's kind of our goal is to always make sure that, um, our, our clients don't have to worry about social media because business owners are busy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, have you ever lost a client? Oh yeah, for sure. How do you handle that? Well, <laughs> I try not to take it too personally, but you can't help it, right? I can't help it. I Same do. With me. I do take it personally. Um, I'm just like, Oh, I could have done better. I could have done mm-hmm. this and this better. A lot of times it's out of my control. A lot yeah, of times it's- the, the, the situations are that they had something financially in their business, right? They shifted, they or moved. Sometimes they're just like, they're not, and I've had to do a better job of like showing them what value we're giving. Cause sometimes mm. they're like, um, like for example, one of the very first that I lost was a, a wedding venue mm-hmm. and we were bringing in just with our techniques, we were bringing in like eight new bookings a month mm-hmm. of wedding bookings. That's thousands and thousands and thousands yeah. of dollars. And I don't, I reported to them, but I don't think they understood that, that 
came directly from me mm-hmm. and they canceled with me, even though I was only charging like a thousand dollars a month. This was mm-hmm. one of my very first clients. And I'm like, okay, but this is the dumbest thing you've ever done. Like I have brought in so much like ROI on that was just insane. But you learned, Hey, I didn't do a nice job. Yes. Oh, there's been so many mistakes that I've made that I, that I've had to do better of not mistakes in helping the client, just help understanding the client, the value they're getting. Yeah. Well, you learn, I'm sure otherwise, but that's sure. the things we're talking about now. Yeah. Making sure they understand the value making sure I understand what they need because every client has different. I've had to literally be like, okay, how do I get the best value with you guys? Like, what are you hoping I do? Cause some of them are like, I need more people in my restaurant. And some mm-hmm. of them are like, I just want my brand to look better. Mm-hmm. And those are very different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's back up again here. So all of this growth that we're talking about is happening mostly during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're kicking and scratching and moving and shaking during the pandemic when everyone is shutting down on one side and cutting costs. Yeah. And then some other people, I guess their business are expanding. Some. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, so, but you never lost sight or you're that passionate or what was your drive? Well, that's a good question. Um, I just thought I need to pivot. I kept thinking I need to pivot. Mm-hmm. Okay. This may be a little, maybe I'll cut this out. But <laughs> at one point, Tate <laughs> well, and I, it's got to stay now. It's, I know it's got to stay now. And juicy. At one point, Tate and I were talking about that. Like, okay, what businesses do better in a pandemic? There are some. Yeah. Obviously like the mortgage business. Yeah. We boomed. Boomed because rates went down. Mm-hmm. So there are, there are businesses like that. Um, a lot of like athleisure companies mm-hmm. skyrocketed because people didn't, they wanted to wear comfy clothes at home, you know, and then they're the only activities they could do are outside. Mm-hmm. So there's companies like that, that were booming. Another one that my husband talked about was um, like funeral homes. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, yeah. but funeral homes were booming because we mm-hmm. were in a pandemic. Like, mm-hmm. and so we were reaching out. So what, why? How come they're booming in a pandemic? Because people are passing away. Yeah. 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 Which sounds terrible, but. Well, you know, you no, got to pivot. Keep that one in. You got to keep that in. Don't <laughs> okay, that we'll keep it in. But I just mean like, I don't mean that in a crass way. Disrespectful way, like sure. No, but, but I it's just, just mean truth. like, they are going to be more busy. They need more help. And so we, I, I didn't end up getting any of them. And I'm kind of glad I didn't because that would have been really boring hindsight. But we did. We we tried to pivot and we're like, okay, in this economy, there's always going to be someone growing. Yep. And Tate and I would always say like, if we can make it through this, if we can even grow during this, mm-hmm. during a good time, it's just going to skyrocket. Mm-hmm. And so recently maybe beginning of 2022 or a little bit before that i feel like things started to open up again you know things are kind of getting back to normal and we were able to just grow really really quickly um and then recently now people are afraid of another um recession recession that's mm-hmm. the word i'm looking for people are afraid of a recession and recently we've lost like we lost like three clients in one month because everyone's like hey we're having to cut costs here and here and here mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't think now is the time to cut marketing right but okay, like mm-hmm. it's your choice. Um, and so that was scary because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, everything's falling apart. It really wasn't. We have multiple others and other ones in the pipeline to come in. Mm-hmm. So it was fine. Mm-hmm. But it's scary. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, I'll have to wait to build a business. I can't do it now. I can't do it now because of this or that or this. Or I'm going to have a baby or I have a baby or which is a great. Not that these are excuses, but if you want to do something like you can't let, I think you can't let external factors change it Mm -hmm. because there's always a way to pivot. And I know I'm going to have to pivot. When I first started social media, video was like not even a thing yet, like reels or TikTok. Mm -hmm. Now it's like all, that's all it is. And so So you're saying what you learned 
in March 2020 and, yeah. and through that year. What that works is completely different now in 2022. Yeah. What worked then does not work now. Mm -hmm. Like if I were to do the same exact strategies for Midway Mercantile, if they had to shut down again, that wouldn't work. We'd have to do something totally mm -hmm. different. So we've had to pivot multiple times. And I think any business owner has to do that. Um, and I would just, I just know a lot of people do want to start something, but it's easy, so easy to find things to, okay, I'll do it later. Or I'm not going to do it all the way. So business, so some of the business owners you're saying that are saying, Hey, I'm in a recession. I need to cut back. They look at you. They look at marketing and advertising as a, an extra. As an expense. Yeah. As an expense. Okay. So talk about that for a second. So that's another call to me. I'm like, okay, they're not understanding the return they're getting from us. Mm -hmm. And every single one of them was like, you're great. Um, we love everything you do. We can see you're bringing in business. I'm like, okay, then mm -hmm. why are you? But it's just sometimes people get freaked out. They get nervous. They get nervous and yep. they're like, we just have to cut down costs. And, and when people feel something, they have to do something. Right. So they're like, okay, I'm going to do this to make myself feel better. Even if and it's the wrong thing, they're actually acting. They're moving and doing something about it. Right. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if some of them came back later because they were like, honestly, like we're just nervous right now. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like we all, it was all good relationships. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's a funny time. And I think a lot of business owners are nervous or people that are going to start a business are nervous. But um I don't think anything can be much worse than a global pandemic when businesses are all shut down. Like yeah. you can do it, I think. So what's your advice to me? Let's have this conversation on air. So my business mortgages help people buy houses here in mostly the Hebrew Valley, but the state of Utah, Wyoming, and Idaho. That's right. Focus. I literally have my businesses almost zero. Like I've got two or three deals. I was doing, you know, 20, 25 deals. Now I'm doing, you know, two, three, four, five per, per month, excuse me, per month. Yeah. yeah deals. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's, you know, I, I, I get loan amounts and dollars and that's how I get paid, but I'm literally at a point. So Elizabeth, here I am, you do social media for me. I, I got nothing to go get because the rates have gone up so high right. because the, everyone's worried about recession. So everyone, there's still this, you know, biggest need for a house in America since ever pretty much supply and demand is way out of whack. There's way more demand and supply we're way behind but they're all kind of sitting on the sideline right now for the next short period of time should i cut my social should i cut my social media with you should i stop because my business has stopped right i uh i have to be honest been nervous about your account because i'm like okay what can i do what can i do what can i do mm -hmm. because it is and, and worst time to buy. It's not a bad time to people buy. People are watching my videos, right? You're, yes. You get the data for that. Yeah, I get that. And people are getting more and more aware of who you are. And I would say now is a very bad time to stop because if you see, do that's stop. The so I'm like, wait a minute. I'm going to cut costs because I'm trying to explain right. it to me. So if you cut that kind of a cost, then you just continue to go downwards. If you... If you're in a bad time and you need to cut costs and less people are seeing you, where's the trajectory going? It's mm -hmm. going to continue to go down. But if you invest in yourself, invest in an upward way, when things smooth out, when people are a little less nervous, when people realize that, oh. So I've built something in the you meantime. You built something in the meantime that when things are good again, which they always will be good again, that's you're going to be there. Well, wait, wait, say the statement again because people, especially in their session or something, what did you just say again? You just said there will always be what? There will always be good times again. There will always be. Like, no, I, I don't know. Everyone believes again. that. I believe that, by the way. Well, I mean, just look at history. Like, mm -hmm. 
unless like literally the world blows up mm-hmm. tomorrow, which, which there's nothing you can do about that. There's and nothing there's... you can do about that. But otherwise it could go down, down, down. It's always going to come back up. That's just how economics Historically works. speaking, that's true, isn't it? Right. Like so the if there was a message, depression. if there's a message right now that I want to hear, it's like, there's always good times to come. There's always, your best memories have not been made yet. Yep. So prepare for that. Like if you cut out marketing, cut out everything you're doing to invest in your business, where are you going to be when things are good again? You're going to be dead. No one's going to know who you are. But if you continue through that, if you can stay afloat during a recession and stuff, those are the businesses that skyrocket during good times. Mm-hmm. And I think recessions are just a natural weeding out of businesses that aren't, I can't make it. Yeah, I agree. Now to advice to myself again, as far as marketing now and moving forward, it's not to say I shouldn't be pivoting though. No, definitely. Right. Pivoting. So I think I need to be different. What I've been mm-hmm. doing in the past with my marketing is probably not what I should be doing going forward. Right. And we saw that. We're like, okay, that's not working anymore. So let's brainstorm. What can we do? Before we would do these really high quality videos with a real videographer. And those are great. They mm-hmm. look amazing and they just weren't working anymore. And I did some research and stuff and the videos that are doing best are the ones that someone's holding their iPhone, like selfie style mm-hmm. and taking a video of them talking. It just seems more real. Yeah. And that's what's popular on social media. So what do I make you do? So I went and did a few of those and you said <laughs> and that's those are doing the, the, best the most viewed. Yeah. The most viewed, the most clicks. And the annoying part is those clicks aren't quite converting it to people actually right. coming in, but they are more and more aware of you. And yeah. so they're seeing like, it. And so I also it. have to realize too that, okay, there just isn't, is, there just isn't as much business right now to have. Yeah. But in preparation for in preparation. when the corner turns and in my business, it stops on a dime and it, and it starts on a dime. Yeah. Just, you know, rates. if rates drop or something like that, all of a sudden, kaboom, and I got to be ready. Yeah. Cause it's going up and up and up. And now they're kind of stopping slash going back yeah. down or where are they? At? Well, we were in the twos and threes for a long time yeah. during the pandemic. Amazing. And now we're, now we're in the sixes pretty much. Which is historically is still, still a great rate. That's, yeah. that's, that's the thing I have to understand is that, you know, if you can get a rate in the sixes or something, they actually say if you can be under 8%. So 8% is kind of like the tipping point mm. between a, a healthy market and one that's a little bit on the other side of it. So if it's under 8, they're saying that's a generally a good place to be. Well, so if I can get a rate in the sixes, it's still we're still way ahead of where we're at. And inflation, comparison. Well, inflation's at 9 or something. So if you can actually get a 6% rate in a 9% inflationary market, back and forth, back and forth, plus and minus, plus and minus. So, and there's a whole lot to that as far as what's going to come. But the thing that has to be important with that is I've got to get people away from the rate conversation Mm -hmm. because rates change all the time. Yeah. Even if you locked in a rate, you can refinance it. Yeah. So people need to quit making decisions based solely on rate. Mm -hmm. They need to be like, for example, people should be buying a house right now because prices have come down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Way less. This is now when you should be buying, Mm -hmm. but because it's nervous and they're unknowns, people make it's. They either make a decision or not, and that's how they react to an unknown. Yeah. And there's a phrase, I'm going to get it wrong, but basically those who succeed are the ones who go against the stream, mm-hmm. especially economically speaking. Yep. If you can figure out what to do, everyone else is hunkering down and worried. And if you can be moving and shaking and preparing, you're the ones to get going. Yeah. I, yeah, you have to go against the stream. And I just think even with your business, like, it just so shows how important that emotional aspect is to it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we try to, I hate the word manipulate, but try to try to showcase when you're doing social media work is that helping people feel a certain way about your brand. So mm-hmm. people can feel safe talking yep. to you because yep. you know you're talking, you know what you're talking about. 
Um, you can explain things educationally, logically. That's that's when you're going to succeed. But every brand's different. It's all about making them feel a certain way. I was I was going through the news channels on SiriusXM. I was traveling up from um, St. George yesterday, and I came across Bloomberg. Well, mm -hmm. now it's because, now way too much advertising, by the way. But that's a side note. There was someone talking that was talking about the market, and it was so informative. They said because the number one thing that's happening right now is the unemployment report or the employment report. They're trying to get that lower because now that there's so many jobs and they're getting paid so much, that's a huge driver to the economy. Yeah. Well, this economist uh, shared, she said, we have to understand though that in the automotive industry, every job in the manufacturing sector, is that the right word, of making a car, mm -hmm. creates 11 other jobs down the road. Yeah. So you have to be careful which ones you're trying to be unemployed yeah, <laughs> or right. trying to reduce. If it's that one, and think about it, that's the car salesman, that's the car mechanic, that's the, the parts guy, that's the insurance person. So many people. So many. So I'm like, man, this is so informative to people understand is that everyone looks at things as black and white, you know, is it good or bad? Is it, you know, one, one or two? What is it? And there's just so many other factors to understand yeah. and they shift and pivot. And you have to understand those things. So in my opinion, and, and just so you know, my own personal way of looking at it in this bad economy, I'm building a spec house. Yeah, you are. <laughs> wow, I'm dumb. You know, someone would say, uh, I know, who knows? I'll let you know if I'm going to be dumb or not. But boy, I sure think I'm I'm not. I don't think you're dumb. I, I think I'm I'm taking advantage of some times when it's a little bit slower for some of the subs ish. Yeah. Um, some of the prices have stabilized instead of increasing. Um, the demand's still high. Demand is still high, especially on this price point. I think in from you know up to a million is is slow, but this is in the two and a half million dollar price point. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Um, I'm, I guess I'm I'm going to gamble on that and be able to have some some <laughs> actual <laughs> beta testing here. We'll to report see. later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> no, I uh, I totally agree. I think you can't make excuses, or I don't know. I have to tell myself that sometimes too. Just because someone's like, oh, don't make excuses. They're thinking of those same things in their mind. Mm -hmm. They're thinking, oh, how am I going to do this? Like even two months ago when I had the clients cancel, I'm like, okay, am I done? I'm like, no, I have done mm -hmm. way harder than this. Pivot. And then I got literally my dream client. Like, oh, really? Of, yeah. So it's like you just have to keep, keep pushing. And I know that may sound privileged or whatever, but you just – it's not you. I, it depends. It doesn't I wouldn't call you privileged. You literally during a pandemic made glossies and cookies and started <laughs> from scratch. And then you started scouring the internet for one yeah. ads to say, Hey, you don't want to hire someone. You want to hire me. And I was working, I mean, 24 seven working while so raising much a child while trying to be a good mom. And I try to be a good mom. And I just had another baby. Um, try to set up my team to be able to take care of everything while I was on maternity leave. And they did a good and job. They did, huh? they did a good job. Yeah. And now I'm kind of back to work, but I still do less than I used to because I have two kids now and I'm right. trying to balance doing both of it very well. Balance. Balance is hard. I don't know if balance truly exists, but we try. Well, so what's your final statements here? How, how should we finish this uh, particular episode of, Building a business and when to do it. Uh, there is no bad time to build a business. That's what I think. Mm. I think depending on your market, depending on what you want to do, there might be better times, but there's no bad time. Um, it just means you need to pivot. You need to have an open mind. 
Um, you need to just figure out what works. You need to be pragmatic. It might not be what you envisioned. It might not be what you like for a little bit. But if you can stay afloat, do a good job through the hard times, the good times will be even more than you could have imagined. That's what I've experienced because of what I've been able to build. Um, my I don't know if this is personal or not, but my husband and I were th- thinking that buying a house was way off. <laughs> And especially buying where we wanted to buy. Mm -hmm. And because I was able to bring in consistent money and he was able to, you know, have a really good job too, we were able to buy where we live and I pay the mortgage. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, I just think that's cool for my kids to be like, mom bought this house. You know what I mean? Not that Tate wasn't, she could. You're saying that your income could cover that just fine. Right. Exactly. Like he obviously would have otherwise, but it might've been further off actually would have been further off. Mm -hmm. Um, and you got an acre. We got a beautiful home, literally dream house. I mm-hmm. never want to move. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's little and it needs work, but just over time, I want to mm-hmm. stay there forever. And um, any, I feel like anyone can have that dream. They, it, you doesn't matter what time of year it is. When you can just, you just got to go for it. It's never going to be perfect. So don't wait until it's perfect timing. Don't wait until you, you have the perfect logo or the mm-hmm. perfect name. That's just gonna that's just wasting time that's just distraction yep i think it's always a good time to start a business wow i'm, I'm thinking i i started doing mortgages when rates were 9.125 and it was just done with a, a refi boom and to do it in the hebrew valley with about a population of twenty thousand at that time everything was against me but this is where i wanted to work yeah slow and steady it's worked out so Man, I tell you, I think that's some good advice. And I guess we need to get some, you know, whoever's on the fence about starting your business, let's get rolling, right? Yeah, I would agree. And you know who's a good person to talk to is Tom Stone, the guy I'm talking to right now. He has really good advice about starting a business. He's helped me. Um, he's always down to talk and help expand your your kind of vision for what your life can be financially. Um, I'm really excited about this podcast because you, you help people, you know, they're, you can't see what I'm doing with my hands, but they have this view, um, a small view. But when you, when you talk to them, you help them see a much wider horizon. You help them see, oh, financially, I could do that. Mm -hmm. Financially, I could do that. I had no idea that that was even a plausible thing for me. And in doing it, you've done that for me. And in doing that, I've been able to expand my horizons. I've been able to employ people. I am able to live where I live because you've helped me see financially what money can do for me. It and doesn't it have to be a negative thing. And that so. is so fun for me to sit back and watch and see. <laughs> and and you have to you have to have a risk factor. You have to gamble. You have to yeah. work hard, all those variables. But yeah, I love chatting with people. I love talking with my friends and you know, hey, I got something to run past you. Sure. And it's yeah. confidential. And it's again, do I do that for a living? No, but to me it's I don't just help people get into a house. I think it's a conversation about how to help them get into the next level financially certainly includes owning a home. Yep. I think that's the first biggest step you can make a 401k first or something for retirement start and then your house and then how to expand your business. That's, yeah. that's how I think anyway. He's a and, good man to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks Elizabeth. Thanks for taking the time. Um, I think I'll listen to this again. I learned a whole lot. You yeah, taught me some cool you. stuff. You're a perfect example of someone who said, that's what I want to do and I'm going to do it. Oh, thank you. Okay. This is Dollars and Sensibility, and I'm Tom Stone. Thank you for listening, and thanks for getting real with me. So next step is to answer your questions. Come see me, Guild Mortgage, 435-654-9979.
or goaplastom.com.